Hey everybody, Clint Shamblin here, Locked On Bulldogs. Today we talked to John Garcia about recruiting news, and you're going to be a one, you want to stay around for this because we got Arch Manning on the docket right after this. You are Locked On Bulldogs, your daily podcast on the Georgia Bulldogs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Everybody, welcome back. Locked on Bulldogs here on Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day, part of Locked on Atlanta. If you're on YouTube or audio, subscribe. Thanks for doing that. Today, I want to introduce you to John Garcia. John, how you doing, my man? I'm doing well. Uh, there's a lot going on. Portal, high school recruiting, uh, controversy. Just an, another day, another week in, in the world of college football. Who, who doesn't love uh, who don't love that? Hey, look, we're uh, we're just you know out here with name, image, likeness, not knowing what the heck's going on anywhere, do we? We got no clue what's happening. Basically, yeah. I mean, we're not even a year into it, and there's so many calls for change. The NCAA overcorrects now. Congress mm-hmm. is going to get involved. Greg Sankey's up in DC. I mean, it is all over the place. Uh, so you just gotta you just gotta enjoy the moment in the meantime. Look, if I know anything, if you want things to run efficiently, get more government agencies involved in something and it'll go better, I think, in the yes, long run is, is how that goes out. Congress. Uh, well, hey, thanks for joining us today. Uh, if you guys don't have John over on Twitter, go find him. John Garcia underscore JR is his Twitter handle. He is here on Locked On. We love having him. And here are the three things we're talking about today. We're talking three big names, one of them being a legacy. We're talking Arch Manning, Caleb Downs, Justice Hines. Uh, Then we're going to go biggest need for Georgia in this cycle. And then lastly, coming up, we're going to be talking about maybe some players to keep an eye on uh, that you and I may not have, but uh, our boy John is going to let us know. So let's start there. Let's start with the biggest news. Everybody wants to know because it's a Manning, because he's a quarterback, because he's talked about it so much. Arch Manning, I give you the floor. What's the news? What's the buzz? What's happening with his relationship with Georgia? Well, look, Georgia's still in the thick of this thing. And and I think... Depending on when you reach out on Arch, because look, everyone's reaching out every day, you've gotten three different answers with Georgia. You've gotten Georgia's in the lead, Georgia slid because you know Matt Luke took a step back, and that was really the kind of uh, the, the the tunnel between the Bulldogs and, and the Mannings. And then you've gotten well, Georgia's rising up the ranks. Watch out for the Bulldogs. So I think we're on that part of it right now. I mean, Georgia's okay. right in the middle of this thing arguably the top school. Texas has buzz alongside Georgia today. Uh, it changes quickly with Arch Manning. Uh, but look, you know, I was there a couple weeks ago. Well, Todd Monken was there the same day I was there. Uh, Georgia's clearly still at the forefront uh, of this conversation. And what, what the big news is from this week is that Arch basically confirmed that those are the top three schools. It's Georgia, it's Alabama, and it's Texas. Now, he didn't come out and say, hey, those are my top three, my final three, any of the stuff we're used to tracking in recruiting. But he did say those are the most likely official visit destinations. And that's huge because Arch has taken a bevy of unofficial Mm. visits, including to these three this spring. Uh, And he may take some more unofficials to these schools and maybe elsewhere, LSU, Florida, potentially getting first impressions under their new coaching staffs. But official visits are kind of the final frontier in this Arch Manning recruitment. So to confirm that basically Georgia, Texas, Alabama will be the three to receive official visits says a lot uh, in this recruitment. And, And when he expanded 
on Georgia to multiple reporters. He said, look, Athens is probably the best college town I've been at, which was I'm like, hey, this kid is close to Baton Rouge. And he's mm. his whole family is an Oxford Ole Miss legacy, right? So he's been to the Grove, all that stuff. So for him to come out and say that Athens was the, probably the coolest college town, I thought was really telling. And conversely, yep. I mean, nobody talks about Tuscaloosa as a great college town, but when he talks about Austin, he likens it to New Orleans, which is where he is now, where he's from. So oh, if he's going big city, I think that will resonate more. But if he wants that college town feel, which is what we think he wants that certainly pushes things towards uh, the defending national champion. So I thought those were big things to take away from him actually speaking. Now, going beyond that, we know he loves Kirby Smart. We know he mm -hmm. loves Monken's style, the, the trajectory of the offense, the development of the quarterback position. Um, all of those things uh, stem really well for Georgia in this race. Um, there are some recruits that Georgia's after, not named Arch Manning, that he has grown close to. So I do think yes. that could begin – to factor into the race uh, for Arch in the end as well. But um, they're going to get another visit, at least one more visit, I should say. Um, and the timeline's still all over the place. So I think that's what makes it fun, right? He could commit in a month or two at the end of the yep. summer, or he could push it all the way towards the fall. If you're a Georgia fan, though, you want this thing sooner rather than later because Georgia and Alabama have two things that no one else has, and it's that stability, right? Texas, mm. year one at Sark, we're still curious, right? How does that look in year two? Is Quinn Ewers the guy? How can that development look? LSU, Florida, some other schools involved, new coaching staffs, year one under Brian Kelly and Billy Napier, respectively. So if it goes into the fall, he gives those schools an opportunity to make a current impression, which will be important because with Alabama, with Georgia, it's a longstanding, stable, you know what you're getting yeah. kind of deal. So if that becomes a stronger factor and or he accelerates this thing, that's huge news for, for the two teams that played for it all uh, back in January. Uh, I, I think that's awesome. Georgia has this complex. We did last year. It was always the, hey, don't talk about the national championship because we're Georgia. We can't talk like that. So everybody downplayed it. And then all of a sudden, Arch Manning comes up and nobody wants to talk about it because like, no, we can't talk about it. We don't get guys like this. And it's like, if not now, when? We got that national championship still shining in the trophy case. We got Todd Munkin, which, by the way, if I'm ranking things, that relationship to me with Todd Munkin and his efficiency and the comparability to NFL standards – is right there. And then, yeah, the third is Athens. It is the classic city has that drive, at least so far with the Mannings talking about it. That's a big pull. Uh, another name I want to talk about is Caleb Downs safety. This kid. Oh my gosh. Talk about getting my juices flowing. Ooh, I, this is my kind of player talking about his relationship with Georgia right now. Georgia's always been right in the thick of this thing. Uh, you know, look, in-state kid, defensive defensive player much less defensive back right in-state kid defensive player that georgia wants that alone has been a recipe for signing with with the red and black uh but look you know he's he is unconventional in that regard because he does have family that that has ties to other programs but but this is a heavyweight in-state uh, or sec i should say battle for an in-state recruit for the Bulldogs. He does have that familiarity with Kirby Smart uh, and company. We all know what they've done at the position. I mean, uh, mm -hmm. Seen was a first rounder, wasn't he? So, you know, they, right. they've got that on their on their back pocket. You know, everything about right now for Georgia, as you mentioned, right? You could talk about natties now. You could talk about first rounders and records and mm -hmm. all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's all gravy. Uh, and, and a kid like Caleb Downs, you talk to him and he's serious. I mean, he is a business-like player, 
that stuff resonates with those kinds uh, of prospects. So that's right. George is going to factor into this thing all the way through. Now he does want to make a decision before the season begins. So his upcoming visit schedule, I think is something to keep a close eye on. He's going to visit basically all his contenders for official visits. I believe Georgia gets the first one the weekend mm. of June 3rd. Uh, and then other schools get involved. Ohio state, Alabama, Notre Dame are, are kind of the main players. And then of course the, the dark horse is North Carolina. His brother is, is the star receiver there. Uh, yep. He's been there a, a billion times to, to see the Tar Heels in person. And then, you know, geographically relatively close to home, you know, uh, compared to some of the other schools on the list. Uh, so he, he's been very, very busy on the, on the visit trail. He'll take those officials and make a decision before the season begins but barring something unforeseen, I think this comes down to you know who versus you know who. It's it's, That's it's right. Kirby versus Nick, you know, teacher versus protege, whatever, however you want to dig into it. I think this comes down to to those two schools in the end. He's been a known elite recruit for so long in the state of mm -hmm. Georgia that those guys usually stay in the region and and play across the state line or or, in, or within state lines. And, and I think right now that's really where I would begin to handicap it, though I certainly don't blame Ohio State, Notre Dame, and North Carolina for continuing to shoot their shot. No, absolutely. They need to do that. They need to dip down into Georgia and Alabama and Florida, those states that have those rich recruits. And yeah, I, this this heavyweight battle, you describe it, is so dead on with this kid. And it feels like since he was in seventh grade, eighth grade, you know, this was the guy. And I love the relationship with Kirby. You talk about Richard LeCount. You talk about Lewis Seen. You talk about Christopher Smith. Now you talk about these guys that are kind of Kirby takes under his wing uh, and just loves on him being a safety in Georgia himself and being a defensive guru, getting these guys into the league. I mean, I love Richard LeCount. He had no business being drafted that high. Like, I, I, that's me saying I love Richard LeCount. That was the Kirby factor. So you take a kid like like he's got all all that talent, all that physique, and he's going to be with a guy like Kirby. That's fantastic. Um, hey, we're going to come back after this. I got more questions. For John, but first, I want to talk about Built Bar. Built Bar is the tastiest protein bar on planet Earth. Has every single thing that you need in a protein bar. It tastes like a candy bar, y'all. I don't know how many more times we could say this. Daniel and I, who's not here today, we love food. We are foodies through and through, and we love the taste of candy bar. That is what Built Bar has. It is high in fiber, high in protein, low in sugar, keto approved, on a diet, meal replacement on the go, pre-workout or post-workout. Uh, we love them. German chocolate cake. There's a cherries kind of Garcia flavor. Oh, gosh, I can go on and on and on. Built Bar, by the way, reach out to your boy. Send me some more of those free samples. We we love them. Uh, BuiltBar.com. Put in the promo code LOCKEDON15 for 15% off your entire order over at BuiltBar.com. One box, two box, three box. It doesn't matter. You're going to get 15% off with a promo code LOCKEDON15 at BuiltBar.com. All right, sir. Uh we we're gonna we're gonna save justice for maybe another day. We'll have you back on because we love this sort of stuff. We're talking about recruits, and as has been so evident in college football, uh, which by the way, I I love Florida fans shade that you know you have to have five and four star to win. You can't develop three star, and it's like, well, hold on, three stars are developed at Georgia, and it's called talent acquisition, and this is a main staple in the sport. So we're going to have you back on. We're going to talk justice and the legacy later on. But I first want to talk about today kind of some biggest needs for Georgia in the in the cycle. We saw last year they had a huge need at defensive back. It was clear and evident. Kirby said, go find anybody that plays defensive back who's a five-star and pull their butts in here, and they did. They got some cats. Um, 
what are some of those big needs this recruiting cycle that we should keep our eye on for for Kirby and, and company to pull some rabbits out of the hat come signing day? Yeah, I love that secondary class Georgia brought in. Uh, the pass rusher class was elite too, maybe the Ooh. best in the country. So naturally the offensive side of the ball, a little bit more in the spotlight for me in looking at Georgia in this this class of 2023. I think wide receiver is is sort of ground zero here. I mean, I think whether in the it's in the portal or in the high school realm, uh, wide receiver is a big deal for Georgia. They, they got a couple pass catchers committed. Big physical wideout and, and Raymond Contrell uh, from my mm -hmm. home state of Florida. Remind you a little bit of Riley Ridley from a skill Ooh. position uh, perspective and a skill set perspective. Big physical possession, reliable type of wide receiver. And then Pierce Sperlin's this hybrid, right? He's, he's a super long wide receiver tight end hybrid uh, who, who's probably going to be a boundary player once he gets to Athens. So to mm -hmm. me, you need a different style of wideout. You need a slot type. You need a guy with top end speed, some juice, um, you know, in, in the in the wide receiver room. Uh, and that's where I see a lot of, of polish in some of these Georgia targets. You know, Carnell Tate may be the best in the country. He's going to visit uh, officially in the month of June. It may be his last visit before uh, he makes a, a verbal commitment. So okay. I mean, that's one to keep a close eye on. I'm a big fan of Aiden Williams, uh, probably the top player in the state of Mississippi. Georgia, one of his most recent scholarship offers until then everybody thought this was an Oklahoma versus Ole Miss kind of deal but then here comes Georgia uh, with an offer that could probably shake things up and his mm. recruitment he's another 6-2 big physical polished route runner a very good wide receiver on the outside so those, those are some of the guys I'm looking at for Georgia Tyler Williams is one to keep an eye on out of the state of Florida big physical basketball player who's transitioning to football had a huge okay. breakout year in 2021 just dropped his top 10 but many people feel like george is going to factor into that thing before all is said and done so uh there's a lot of targets out there for uga uh, at wide receiver uh noah rogers in north carolina is probably another one mm. a lot of them out of state too uh, which is really interesting in looking at things but there's a lot of different body types in the wide receiver world and and this class is loaded at the very top and in the south so you know george is going to make an impact here sooner rather than later they've, they've got a good foundation but i do think they need uh to expand upon that uh same thing with the offensive line i do think there's some mm -hmm. tackles that need to be added uh to this class of, of 2023 you know i like bo hewley plenty but he's very raw uh, he's, he's needs time probably to season a little bit. He's former defensive lineman who kind of blocks with that defensive line mentality, which is great in the run game, maybe yes. not so great in, in pass protection. So I, I do think they'll supplement there along the offensive line. And there's a lot of emerging targets in that SEC footprint. Uh, Stanton Ramil from Alabama, Monroe Freeling from North Carolina. Uh, there's there's emerging targets that are coming out here that, that Georgia is going to remain high on in the tackle market. So I think that group is a little bit more developmental. We'll find out a little bit more about them later in the summer, as opposed to some positions that are a little bit further along. So those are big needs for UGA. Um, among others, obviously quarterback, right? We're talking Arch Manning earlier. Yep. That, that's a need every cycle for for every major program. Uh, nobody understands that better than Georgia fans with the attrition they've had and the turnover uh, in that quarterback. Look, man, look, look, man, just hold, hold up. We just got the fans off the ledge this last year. They're going to be quick to go back. Just uh, It'll no, work itself out. It, it, it already has, right? It, it'll work itself that's exactly out just right. like it did. It, yeah.
That's exactly right. No, that's that's so good. I think, again, this shift in Georgia fans' mentality, because we were RBU, and I still think we are RBU, but I, I don't think college football is anymore. We've gone to a three-back system every single year, you know? And that's just how Todd Munkin does it. We saw Burton transfer on over to Alabama because he wanted to be the guy, and Todd Munkin says, look, I'm not going to force-feed people. We're going to read. I need a quarterback who can distribute the ball to plenty of playmakers and give me all of them. Give me the Brock Bowers. Give me the Eric Gilbert. Give me the lad. You got the best tight end room in the nation. So it's, it's yeah, that's exactly right. Like don't guys, we could just look across the field. And at one time you got big Darnell Washington, Brock Bowers and Eric Gilbert on the field at one time. Like good luck with that. I understand Burton. I, I ain't mad at you, man. Like truly that's look at that field. And then to your point of those types of receivers, I think before maybe UGA was thinking we need an AJ green replica and we need a, a Chris Conley replica. And it's like, hold on, you need the lad McConkey and the Arian Smith guy. And then you need the Dom Blaylock kind of mold. And then you do need the George Pickens. You, you need these guys. And then of course, now this hybrid tight end, I, I love that Pierce, you know, guy coming in. It, it just seems like we're stacking that guy up. And not only is that helping Arch Manning type recruiting and quarterbacks, but it is. We're go- we're now getting wide receivers that before the Big 12 was the destination, right? The Des Bryant of old Oklahoma State uh, and, and get out there and sling the ball around. Now, all of a sudden, they're like, whoa, OK, it's not Alabama and it's not Lane Kiffin alone. Now, Georgia's out here with this new and improved type of philosophy on offense. And so, yes, to your point, I think wide receivers and having specific roles Georgia fans, look for that. Look for a kid. When you see a three or four star and he's in Lad McConkey's shoes, there's a reason that Kirby Smart went out for this kid, okay? If you see a guy who's 6'4 and looks like a Brock Bowers replica, look out. It's a Brock Bowers replica he's trying to pull in. So that's really good. And then, yeah, tackle. I think that's big concern for Georgia fans with Luke stepping back. Um, what does that mean? He, he was a fantastic, fantastic guy with the, with the players. I mean, they just loved him to death. And so uh, tackle is going to be interesting. We've had a long, stable relationship with top-tier talent, you know, coming out of state from Jersey and from all – so how's that going to play out? Really, really crucial. Uh, we're going to come back after this. I'm going to ask John one more time about maybe some other guys that aren't our urinary radar that should be for this recruiting cycle uh, and really, really dive into it. But first, we'll let you know about Bet Online. Bet Online is your sports book experts. Don't go to Sal down the street. Uh, John, if you're from Florida, you know that all sorts of retirees with this notepad at the tracks. Look, That's don't right. don't be. Don't be playing that game. Go over to Bet Online. Your sportsbook experts, they are safe. They are reliable. You don't have to go into a seedy diner in the cover of night and threat of kneecaps. You just go over to Bet Online. It's it's the place Daniel and I put our hard-earned money on over, under, parlays, straight-up season win totals, which when those come out, hammer the over on Georgia. I don't care what it is. It's going to be a good season for that over. Uh, and then maybe sprinkle a little uh, little on Arkansas to go ahead and finish second or better on the other. Just 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 a little bit of the money. Bet online, your sportsbook experts, the official sportsbook of Locked On Podcasts and Locked On Bulldogs, the only place Daniel and I trust to do all of our sports wagering. All right, John, the final thing I want to ask is uh, who are recruits that might be off the radar? Not the Caleb's, not the Arch Manning's. Those are the headliners. Those are the, you know, who, who else don't we have eyes on that maybe we should be paying specific attention to? Well, I want to I want to come full circle. So earlier we were talking about uh, Alabama and Georgia battling for the best in Georgia. Well, mm. you talked about George Pickens earlier. We talked about this in the past. 
Georgia can go into Alabama and contend for the best players in Alabama. And you talk to anyone around the state and, and they'll tell you 2023 is about the D linemen. Uh, mm. This is D line heaven in the class of 23. You've got edge players, you've got inside guys, you've got tweeners and Georgia's involved with a lot of them um, Two that I really want to focus on here. Both recently trimmed their list and both, are really high on Georgia. Tamarian Parker from Central Phoenix City, right on the border of, of Georgia, right by Fort Benning, just west of Fort Benning uh, over in Phoenix City. Uh, and then Kelby Collins from Gardendale, just north of Birmingham. Both of them uh, are versatile. Uh, Collins built for mm -hmm. the inside, 6'5", 265 or so. Looks like he's in college right now. Drops his top five. Yes, Alabama's in it. No Auburn, which is interesting in and of itself. Uh, Georgia right in the thick of it. Both of those schools will get visits before a decision. You know, he's not the flashy pass rusher with 25 sacks to his name, you know, coming out of high school. But he's got a lot of physicality built a little bit. And I just want to say built like. I don't want okay. to create uh, uh -oh. any expectations. Uh -oh. But I'm from Florida. I covered Jalen Carter in high school. He was a tight end. Before he moved on to the defensive line in high school as a junior, Jalen Carter and Kelby Collins looked similar. They were built similarly. So I will say that that was only a height, weight, physique kind of comparison before anybody uh, you know gets in my mentions talking about I was just going to say, every, you've lost everybody. There are parties being thrown. We are guaranteed <laughs> Jalen Carter 2.0. That, yeah, that's fantastic. No, but honestly, that sort of, you talked about last year's crop within Georgia for specifically Edge. Uh, I, again, I think Kirby said, hey, go find 6'5", 255 and can run a four five forty, and I want all of them. And, and we got three of them that are just, I, I am so high on these cats. I, I think that's the best recruiting crop of outside edge guys that we've ever seen. That's coming from Ojolari and Nolan. I mean, Nolan being the, one of the top recruits of the entire nation when he came out and now Jalen Carter, again, we kind of, we kind of see that, that replication going in. And when you get further in these, these cats are coming out college yeah. ready right now and so when you start throwing those names around again we're not we're not talking productivity they got to develop they, they got to do their business when they get there but if you're talking raw just material to work with ooh, ooh, that is what should be aware of kelby collins he is he's a big time player four-year high school starter for a really good program and then tamarian parker's the other you know more of an edge uh but he's got he's got the frame to maybe move inside and and i you know, looking last year, you know, we, we do our SI 99 rankings at SI. Mm -hmm. um, all three of those edge players, by the way, Dara Smith, um, Michael Williams, and Marvin Jones, all very much in the SI 99, obviously, all freaks mm -hmm. in their own right. But with Michael in particular, we really struggled on the position projection because we rank edge players, we rank yeah. guys who put their hand in the dirt, and we went back and forth. We initially had him as an edge, then we moved him to IDL, and then at the final ranking, we, we were at the, the Carver game that we had to move him back over to edge because he was so ferocious uh, mm. rushing the passer. Um, and I think that's where he'll make an impact at Georgia. I bring that up because we're doing the same thing with Tamarian Parker in terms of we're like flip-flopping okay. on the position projection. And most people view that as a bad thing. I view it as a great thing because I'm saying he's got the frame and mentality to play inside like a Kelby Collins, like a Jalen Carter, but he's got the hip flexibility, speed, and athleticism mm. and twitch to rush the passer and play on that back hip of an offensive tackle. Uh, so Tamarian Parker is another 
to keep a close eye on. Another kid, is, as I mentioned, from Alabama, Phoenix City, got a top group with Georgia right in the thick of it. I think they're going to factor in all the way through for, for both of these kids from Alabama. And it's not just them. There's, there's a long list. You know, Jaquay Rousseau uh, out of mm. Montgomery, James Smith, his teammate, both have Georgia high on their list. Uh, I'm telling you, there's a lot of good D linemen in Alabama this cycle. And you just want, you just feel like, man, George is going to pluck one of these. You know, I, I don't know which one. You just, you get the feeling they're not going to strike out at that position in the border state, especially coming off of not only the year they just had, but the NFL draft that they just had, because obviously that matters in recruiting. Uh, that's exactly right. I think watching Georgia's focus on inside linebackers the last three years, right? You got Roquan Smith, uh, even Monty Rice, and now Nicobe Dean. And it kind of seems like, again, there's there's this morph that's happening within Georgia's mentality. Again, we're going to have inside backers every single year, but DBs last year, and now there's this big emphasis on defensive line. Edge, last year, these kind of freaks. Again, I look at Parker, 6'4", 255. Yeah, okay. I've seen three of those guys just come in. And you're talking versatility that's what that's what Dan Lanning before and now Schumann and Kirby have done where they're going to say look we're going to rotate y'all through it it's not just going to be a one trick pony uh again I, I know that Trayvon got ahead of him and beat him but but Hutchinson was a one trick pony he was on the edge he was there you knew what was going to happen he's going to bull rush you and try to overpower you Trayvon mixed around and it seems like all of a sudden, again, Kirby just wants bullets to throw in the magazine and say, how can I throw this at an offense? And that cat, I'm going to have my eye on him for a while. Uh, John, thank you so much for joining us, man. This has been fantastic. Crutes are everything we're going to talk about all the way leading up to official visits. So uh, anything you want to plug on yourself or anything you're doing uh, right now, my man? Well, look, my SI editors have been kind of like you guys. just like, hey, give me all the art stuff you got. So uh, we got a fresh mailbag up on my in-depth thoughts on on selling each of these three teams versus one another in the Arch Manning race. That's up right now at Sports Illustrated, just si.com slash college. All our recruiting stuff is right there for free in one spot. So check it out. Fantastic. We're going to do something very similar to that. By the way, just a little tease. We're going to do a bachelor type scenario with oh, trying to to bring in Arch to Georgia and Athens. So we'll do that. Uh, John, thanks, my man. Go follow him. Give him a follow over on Twitter. John Garcia underscore JR on the Twitter. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me, Clint. Appreciate it.